0: Greetings, everyone. Chief Yuya here with uh, another Chief Yuya podcast. And um, this session I wanted to speak about growing pains. And um, I think, you know, this one probably all of you can relate to, you know, some of the things that we go through when we're not only growing up, but when we are beginning to kind of evolve the people that we are and we're maturing into the next place maybe you know usually maturing into the place that we're supposed to be not necessarily where we want to be and a lot of times there's a lot of um, pain that comes along with that and you know we're we're always taught that this process of uh growing and maturing and evolving and awakening and you know all of these different flowery words that are applied to the process of just maturing we're often taught that it's supposed to be, such a beautiful experience, and this this there's, there's this new breath that we take as a result, and um, sometimes the pain and the realizations of um, you know the questions that we go through, or, or the feelings of just kind of being set adrift. Sometimes that's highly understated, and um, we start to feel those things, and then we we say, "Well, maybe I'm not really growing up." You know, I've made certain intelligent choices in my life. You know, things that I wanted to do that I should be doing. I'm doing the right thing now. And as a result, it seems that I'm experiencing um, a lot of pain. You know, I'm experiencing a lot of doubt and a lot of fear. And uh, this sense of uh, just kind of being lost or, you know, uh, losing my luck, losing my fortune. So there's no way I could be Maturing, There's no way I could be evolving while experiencing this at the same time, right? So what I want to cover is just some of the points, some key points, uh, some of the things that we experience when we begin to grow, okay? So you can take that information and you can use that to now kind of provide a reference point for yourself to kind of see if, hey, maybe if I'm experiencing this, experiencing that. It may not necessarily be a terrible thing. It may not necessarily be a bad thing. And then I'll I'll speak a little bit about what we need in order to in order to continue to grow. You know, well, one of the first things that we experience um, when we're when we're growing, when we're actually doing the work of growing, not declaring that we're growing, not declaring that we're woke, or declaring that we're conscious, but when it actually is happening. Uh, one of the first things that we'll experience is um, mood swings. We'll find ourselves a bit more moodier than you know we were before, or at least our 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 disposition. Like I said, mood swings, our disposition kind of swinging to and fro more than it than it typically would. And a lot of times, uh, that's a result of the fact that we now see um, the problems. All around us. You know, we begin to see the the beautiful phenomenons that exist in life when we become more conscious of what life is and the life that's around us. And we become delighted, you know, by the smaller things a bit more, you know, children playing, birds, butterflies, even the wind. You know, we, we begin to be able to add a, a beautiful poetry to everything that exists. And There's not a whole lot that's around us that uh, we don't notice at that point. So we begin to see the more unnoticed beauty that exists in life. But as a result, we also begin to see a lot more of the harmful, destructive forces that exist around life, or what some people would like to call the negative acts of life. And we begin to see the challenges that the good has in dealing with, the bad, if you, you know, I'm using those, those terms very loosely, good and bad, but we see the the challenges that positive has, you know, when engaging with the negative and we start to see as much good as I see here, I see as much uh, bad or as much positive I see here, I see as much negative. So sometimes we can get lost in the frustration that we feel with all the negative that's around us, and it's like, you know, I'm trying to enjoy this new beauty. I'm trying to enjoy this new consciousness, but, you know, what I'm seeing more of is the suffering. What I'm seeing more of is people's poor conduct. Um, I'm seeing more of the the, uh, the dormant, uh, the sleeping, the slumber that exists inside of the people who I love, and there's a frustration there because I want to just kind of scream the bad away or scream them, you know, scream at them to to wake them up. And uh, one of the biggest difficulties in that, you know, when you start having those mood swings from what you're seeing is because you have to learn to be fully conscious in your own walk and in your own path and not put the expectation on others to be the same. And that can be difficult because it requires a level of acceptance. It requires a level of of being at peace with the destruction of the world and the negativity of the world, living alongside of all the beautiful phenomenon that I spoke about earlier, the butterflies and winds and and things like that. Um, So as you begin to develop and grow, you'll see that, the two can exist they can coexist, and they've always coexisted they coexisted even before uh you you came into your own maturity so one of the things um you have to understand too that you know you will find what you are looking for you will find what you are looking for so if you begin to create this course uh within your journey and in your navigation where you're looking for darkness, you will find darkness. You see, if you're looking for light, you will find light. You know, so one of the things is um, look for the beauty. Look for that amazing and wonderful phenomenon that, uh, you know, stirs up so much joy within you. You know, of course, you you will have to understand and recognize that, there's a resonance of negative that exists with, with positive, but that's just a part of the, uh, the formula. You know, that's that the, the frustration and the negative and the, the destructive is not all there is. You know, um, you choose to see what you want to see at the same time, you know, and that's how you begin to create that world around you, all right? So that's one of the first things. And, you know, let me uh, reiterate that none of these are, and I'm not doing this in any particular order. I didn't really sit and think about what would happen first and what would happen second because it really is dependent upon the person and, and where your leanings were even prior to your growth. You know, the, the way you live is the way you die is the way you rebirth. So as you rebirth into a different sort of consciousness or a more loftier consciousness that even that rebirth into the, into your new consciousness is going to be reflective of how you dreamt when you were asleep before you rebirthed into it. All right. So uh, another thing that you'll find what, which will happen, that will happen is your ex lovers will begin to reach out to you. Not only your ex lovers, but just ex friends, you know, individuals who maybe when you were in that transitional point, when you were beginning to um, grow, you know, and you were beginning to recognize that perhaps I need maybe a a new circle, if you will, Um, and you started to maybe cut people off or just old relationships. It could be a relationship from four or five years ago. Now all of a sudden you'll start getting those phone calls because it's like the time period after a, a betrothal where you're given an opportunity to return home. You're you're given an opportunity to go back before you enter into this new covenant, and you're given an opportunity to decide if this is where you want to be, you see, and to see, okay, well, you know, either I need to go say goodbye to that old life, which you're given an opportunity. When those exes call, you're given an opportunity to say I'm, I'm with someone now, or I'm doing something different now. Uh, what we had was beautiful, and, and thank you for that time. But that's done now, you know. And I, and I wish you well on your journey, you know. Which is basically uh, take my, you know, my information out of your phone, <laughs> you know. So you get that opportunity to say goodbye, or you get you get an opportunity to see if there's still some strings. Of attachment here, and a lot of times that's the test because when you begin to grow, there's this loneliness that sets in. That's the that's the second thing. You know, it's those exes reaching out. I would say that's two, and I'm going to say three is the loneliness, but it's connected to that, of course, right? And um, sometimes there's a there's a transitional period that you're going through to being a bit more aware of what exists around you. And through that transitional phase, you know, you may have a few people around you who are on, on similar path or or on a similar kind of journey. And that helps a lot, obviously, but then sometimes it comes that time where, you know, you realize that no one is around. you. You look to the left and you look into, you look to the right and, um, Hey, I'm just, I'm here. I'm on a journey to discover, what I truly am and who I can truly be. And that can be a very lonely journey journey and, and for a large part it's just something that you have to deal with. There's no magical pill or no magical magical bath that you take and now all of a sudden you no longer feel that loneliness. I mean, yes, sure there's there's always an unseen community. There's we all uh, many of us have a sense of spirituality where we can say, Well I have you know, I feel the presence of the power of either my God or, you know, my guardians that are around me and and things like that. But nonetheless, um, when you're having to research and explore your own personal feelings and your own personal thoughts uh, and your own personal reflections, no one else can do that with or for you. You have to do that for yourself. So that's where you now kind of feel some measure of isolation. You know, and that's something that sometimes we have to kind of come to a place where we can appreciate being on our own in that sense. But, you know, as we begin to evolve, sometimes we ask, well, hey, am I really supposed to feel this lonely? Am I supposed to feel this much isolation? Um, and, and as a result, a lot of times of the isolation, we tend to, to drive deeper inward. We go deeper into our interior and to kind of find maybe that connection that we need and what we're looking for as we're going deep into, deep into ourselves, We're looking for the creator, you see, because we feel that isolation and and we're saying, okay, I need to go deep inside and I'm exploring myself. And as a result of exploring ourselves, we're exploring our, our gods, you know, and this is where we begin to develop a different level of trust in ourselves, a different level of faith in ourselves. And it's a it's a lonely walk. You hear me say that very often. Consciousness is a lonely walk. The spiritual walk, when you're connecting to Yah, when you're connecting to the Creator and you're seeking to live out a righteous and moral life based on the tenets that have been given to you by your your creator is lonely. You know, especially uh, in Western society where there's a lot of stimulation around us, there's a lot of busyness, there's a lot of chatter always around us. And we, as we start to grow and as we start to mature emotionally and mentally and physically, we just feel like there's all this movement around me and I'm just not a part of it. So what happens in these moments, you know, you start to um, see that there's like this puzzle. And, you know, this is where character comes in, character like a glyph or like a mark, you know, it has its own shape. So where do I fit in this, in this puzzle? And you do fit. If you didn't fit, you wouldn't be on the planet. You, you do fit into it, you know. But the only way you can truly find what that new uh, flow or what that new f- fit is for you is you have to connect to the creator you have to connect to ya and in that sense you now come into a place where there's an awakening of this is the truth that's been implanted in me and based on this this truth that i'm now living and performing and doing and i've become awakened to you know now i understand my place in the whole scheme of everything and once you once you do that you'll never feel alone even if you are isolated you'll never feel alone again. So a lot of times that wakening up, um, it, it forces you into a place of isolation and then we feel the loneliness, but that's so that you can connect to your inner power. So you, you have to walk that path of going to your inner power for yourself. And some might say your higher power, um, whichever one gets you there, feel free. But, um, that's something that has to happen in a lone space. So I would say that's, that's one of the, I, I think we're on the, that's the third one um, that will come up. You know, like I said, your exes will reach out. And then, uh, you know, based on your decision, when they reach out. And, you know, when you're evolving, no matter if you reconnect with your exes or not, you're always, you're still going to feel lonely. If you're in the process of evolving and an ex reaches out and then you reach back and then you go on an escapade with that individual it, it won't end well, and then that will drive you deeper into isolation because, you know, it's it's really is a test. It's, it's really a test, you know, and it's an opportunity for you to do right by them in that moment. You know, maybe there were some things you should have said when you separated, um, some things you didn't take accountability for. That's usually what it is. Things you didn't take accountability for, now you're being given an opportunity to speak to it, and you may choose to or choose not to. Either way, it's better to do it now than to try to do it uh, when you're in the midst of, you know, the growth, if you will. You know, in speaking of of letting things go, I think we're on number four. The fourth thing that will happen is, uh, well, not again. This is in no particular order. If you if you're cutting in, if you're fast forwarding here, um, you'll lose material things you will notice a loss of material items when you commit yourself to, to the work because what happens is you might even lose weight. You know, But what you'll find is that um, now your system is running more efficiently. When your mind, body, soul are linked up and working in, in tandem with, with one another, you'll find that it's a much more efficient system when, than when there's a harmonic dissonance that exists between each one of your components. Now everything has to work harder. You know, so once everything is, is working working harder and, and harder than it's supposed to because there's an imbalance and your internal clock or your internal regulator and computer, which is really your pineal, uh, is not regulating, you know, the the, the the internal organic rhythm or the organ rhythm that you have, then everything is working harder than it's supposed to, so it's an inefficient system right? So once everything is in alignment, you know, you start growing and, you, you know, man, I'm, my body is, you know, my spirit, my mind, my thoughts, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm working in unison, you know, throughout. Then you'll find that your system will let you know that there's a lot of things that you don't need anymore that you thought you needed before to compensate for what you weren't getting. You see, so uh, maybe you don't need a TV or a TV that's so big or You don't need the platinum package from your cable service provider. You know, you're finding that you're not sitting at home consuming so much. Um, Certain foods no longer may appeal to you, or you may not even be able to take them anymore. You eat them, and now all of a sudden you're sick. And that may also go for certain people. You just can't take them anymore. (laughs) You know, yes, there's a measure of peace and acceptance, but the... um, your tolerance for low vibrational activity begins to really uh, decrease. And you're having a lot of trouble with dealing with that. Um, and you'll find a lot of times that there's this, there's this sense of, um, uh, like I said, loss. You may lose employment, you may lose a vehicle. And these are opportunities for you to ask yourself, you know, what am I gaining? Because sometimes as we begin to lose material things, we'll attribute that to um, the spiritual choices that we're making and saying, well, if I'm living a right spiritual life, I'm supposed to have all of the beautiful spiritual um, material things that I want without recognizing that it's two different things. And sometimes those material things can provide an obstacle and a blockage to what you're supposed to have spiritually. You see, so... Um, sometimes things would be removed or sometimes things were never necessary. And now it's, it's for you to decide where you put your value. Do I put my value on what I'm able to present from a material sense? Or am I putting my value in what I'm able to, um, channel from a spiritual sense? You know, how affected am I really going to be? And I'll say, this is probably number five. I'll say it briefly. One of the things that, um, you'll notice as you begin to wake up, you know, aside from some of those other things that I mentioned, but you'll also notice a sense of indifference. You know, you'll find that situations that uh, before maybe used to really upset you or uh, you feel should upset you, which is just a part of social programming. This happens, and you know, um, let's say there's a helicopter crash with someone in it. And everyone goes crazy for hmm, seven to ten days, if that. And then, oh, the Super Bowl. Let's, let's go over here to the Super Bowl. Now we're talking about Super Bowl. And then uh, whatever the next thing is. You know, because uh, I believe that that's the way I'm supposed to respond. I believe the way I, that's the way I'm supposed to react. So what happens is as you begin to grow and as you begin to um, really develop and mature, you find that you know i don't really have uh, i don't have those feelings you know i'm not i'm not feeling what everyone else is feeling in regards to that situation maybe i can see a, a larger experience here that's going on maybe i see again the puzzle pieces and i recognize that everyone has a part to play in this in this whole orchestra you know of the puzzle of, of the puzzle piece you know, um, combining. And in this world and in this universe, everybody and everything has a place, right? So that means some people are going to stay, some people are going to go, and no one can truly and honestly determine when people should stay or go. Or go. It's it's not, it's not up to them, right? So that's one of the things, right? Now, I think I'm on number six now. So number six is you'll find that... Um, When you start to really grow and you start to really evolve, you become hypercritical of yourself. And that almost seems antithetical, you know, based on what I just said about um, feeling a sense of indifference. But a lot of times the indifference is not about you. It's about everything outside of you. It becomes kind of um, social and world events become kind of grayed out, whereas natural phenomenon becomes so much more colorful. You know, a volcano or a walk in the woods, sitting at the water—things these become such much more colorful and awakened and glorious experiences. Where you can you can just feel with you know your full somatic um, sensors all the rosiness of those experiences. But then a lot of times social events become like eh, they become dulled and great. But um, one of the things that happens, like I said, I think I'm on number six. Um, again, no particular order. Um, there's a regret sometimes you start to have, and or, and, a, and a certain level of, of um, being hypercritical about yourself and your past because now you've seen all these great things in life. You you're getting a sense of the power that's been bestowed upon you. You know, um, by your gods, uh, you begin to create the life that you want. You know, advancing forward and, and the reality that you want, and you begin to kind of tune more sharply into what the world and what life can truly be, and then it could be sitting at the water, or sitting at a tree, in one of those beautiful natural environments. There's some there's a light bulb that goes off. Maybe it's a light bulb in the side on the side of your head, maybe not on the top. And all of a sudden, uh, the reality of what your past has been. Comes rushing in, you know, like like a, a, a herd of buffalo. They come rushing in. You pass, and and now you begin to like certain things that you may have remembered yourself saying, and things that you did uh, when you were not really in your conscious mind, and the ways you behaved um, out of ego, and 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 stuff that you, the harmful things that you said to people, and and um. Different ways that you sabotage your own opportunities and, and things like that, and kept yourself stuck in life. You know, now the realization of that floods in, and, and you kind of cringe at the thought, if you will, and and um, you start saying, "Man, if I if I knew then, if I knew then what I know now, and maybe you listen, because I hear this one all the time." Chief Yuya, where were you when I was in my 20s? Chief Yuya, where were you when I was in my teens? Chief Yuya, where were you five years ago, teen? You know, so you start getting all of those regrets, man, I wish I would have done this, or um, I, I shouldn't have done this at that time, and this and that. And we don't realize that when we're coming into consciousness, um, spiritual consciousness, real consciousness, not just because everyone's conscious, but when we come into the consciousness of our own character, spirit, soul, conduct, behavior, which is different than being conscious, food conscious. Some people are body conscious, you know, they're, or they're conscious of what to eat and what not to eat. But everyone is conscious on some level. Everyone that's moving and alive, it, 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 trees hold consciousness, you know. Um, but when we when we awaken our consciousness beyond our rote biological. Uh, function and we start to get to a place where we're making some pivotal decisions in our journey and we have this feeling of regret man my life could have been something so different had I have known these things or you know sometimes we begin to blame those around us if my parents would have taught me this or you know uh, my ex would have said this to me, but they were too scared to speak to me or they didn't speak to me the right way. You know, we begin to cast dispersions towards everyone sometimes. And that's, of course, not a part of the journey because, again, it's supposed to be an inward walk and path. And we don't sometimes accept this simple truth. And it's that you came into your elevated experience when you were supposed to come into your elevated experience. You're on time. And every single one of those experiences, every hurt that you delivered to a person, every mean thing you said, you know, every opportunity that you couldn't had that you could have had in life to, to do more or to be better in certain areas, and you know, every opportunity that you had to learn more, you know, or to or to just kind of ascend to a higher social status, these this this full culmination of experiences, um, they happened before you came into your righteous awareness. Before you became, you came to walk the truth of the Creator, right? So there's a wisdom from all of that darkness, walking in darkness, and this new place that you're in will now feed you. Going forward, it will feed your mental feed your emotional feed your spiritual, feed your you know all these different levels of, of e- evolution, but you have to understand that now there's a wisdom of the darkness now and there should be a new feeding of enlightenment in the light. You see so um, there had to have been a balancing fulcrum point. everybody has to have it so I had to say that's what it is to fall into humanity to fall from the heavens to the earth, you know, and, and through that fall, you you gain wisdom, you know, walking through the dirt and brushing yourself off and cleaning yourself off. And, and you find that there's certain stains just won't come out. It, it's still there and you just have to walk and live with them. And you learn to make peace with the fact that um, you have to gain new food, and you make peace with the fact that, well, this was a part of my journey up into my awakening, and I and I don't need to beat myself with the old stick of before I was living truth. Even if you were living it, left, you know, things like that, you might say, But I knew better. I I knew better. Knowing and living something are worlds apart. Worlds apart. You see. See, right now, I'm not breaking down a whole lot of words. If you listen to what I'm doing in this segment, I'm not giving you the Latin and the Greek and the Hebrew and and the comedic, you know, the cuneiform of this is what this means. No. A lot of times, too much teaching makes people arrogant. I know this and I know about that. and I studied this and I studied that. What are you living? What are you actually doing? You see? And it is through that, Doing that, you can begin to remove that cringe that you feel when you think about your past, and you begin to clean up what you can from your past. But you also begin to accept um, this new awareness that you are that that you're that you're walking in, and you're able to put that past behind you. That's the only way, you see. So there has to be a new feeding, you know, or um, like I said, there's a there's a new feeding, there's a new food. That you take in and right now you're feeding. You see, and because in order for you to to grow, you have to eat. That's right. That's just that's just what it is. So what are you eating? Well, you're eating the words of the Almighty. You're eating the words of Yah. You see, if you're an Ifa, you're 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 eating the uh Ifa'odu. You see, but that's what you're eating. Um, you have to breathe in order to, uh, in order to evolve and grow beyond your past. What do you breathe? Well, you breathe conversation with the creator. Some, some of you call that prayers, but, you know, I prefer to affirm or just commune, just converse. You see, um, you need to be able to be honest about where you are to be honest and and truthful about your struggles and your transgressions and the things. See, so that's the cleansing that comes in in order to grow. You know, when you have a baby, you you don't leave the baby just dirty. If it um, sullies itself or it goes to the bathroom, you clean it after it goes to the bathroom, you clean the baby because if not that poor hygiene could, could adversely affect the baby's health. So um, being able truth, being truthful, about where you're struggling is hygienic. It's hygienic. You see? Um, being around people who care for us, being in a, within a community of people who think like us, are striving like us for what we're striving for, striving for the same goals, striving to build the same kingdom, striving to build the same kingdom, and who are respecting that kingdom. you see, that level of fellowship will allow us to grow you see. And and I I'll, I'll do a segment at another time on on true growth but um there are certain things that allow us to grow beyond where we were. You see. To to allow us to grow beyond where we were. So, um I think we're at number 6 and number 7. I'm not sure. I, I'm 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 freestyling off the top of my head. So I I am I'm not sure. <laughs> I think, I think I just did number six, so we're probably at number seven now. Or it could be num- number eight, but either way, you, you, we're around here. You get It's not going to throw the whole lesson off. Um, food addictions, that's another one. So we'll call that, we'll just call it number seven, because I don't know what number we're at. Um, you start to grow, you start to mature, in this way and in this walk, one of the things that's going to surface are your food addictions. And you're going to say, you're going to feel the spiritual pull of those addictions. You see, the spirits unclean spirits that seek to take control of your mind, of your brain, not your mind, but take control of your brain, take control of your walk and your way. They always come through a portal of your body. Your spirit can't be possessed. Spirit doesn't, like, wind can't possess wind. It doesn't work that way, right? Um, but something can take possession of the earth, which is your body. It, something can saturate the earth, you know, poison the earth even, and in, or, or spread its seed upon the earth and grow its own produce, grow its own crop. See, the earth is your body so it will always come through your body you know so a lot of times when you begin to grow and you get into a, a place yes there's that increased irritability there's you know you your tolerance for low vibrational people and low vibrational situations begins to severely decrease but then there's this 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 um these food addictions that come in as well and you realize man I really do like sugar I didn't realize how much I like sugar. I didn't realize how much sugar I was intaking throughout the day, or I really do like junk food, or you know these breakfast sandwiches, and um, I really do like bread and butter, <laughs> you know what, whatever it is, like whatever whatever your your nemesis is. But uh, those addictions begin to surface in that sense, and again, it's giving you an opportunity to decide um, who's who's when who's stronger here honestly who's stronger your demons or your 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 head who's who's running the show who's in control you see and like I said they always come through your body demons possess the body you know the spirit may be willing but the body will be weak you see so um you have to to build a different kind of um tolerance and a different kind of discipline within the body the body in order to get beyond those and a lot of times it's just, it, you know, it may take a long time for it to completely remove itself from you, but it's just a few times of saying no. Often it's just a few times of no, mm-mm. no, I'm not eating that, I'm not drinking that, no. And you do that a few times and, you know, the the desire and the pull towards it will become lessened. And we'll call this number eight. A lot of times it, that becomes difficult because... Your identity is attached to your addictions. You know, your activities even can be attached to your addictions. Well, I smoke cigarettes or I I eat junk, you know, um, masturbation uh, or just sex, you know, all these different things. And um, they become addictive because it becomes a whole activity. Well, whenever I wake up in the dawning and I have all my hormones raging, first thing, I got to rub one out, right? So that it, there's an active activity where it's associated with waking up. So you have to change your your waking up patterns. Like, okay, as soon as I wake up, I roll roll out of the bed, do 40 push-ups. Boom. You know, um, you 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 change what the what the uh, narrative is or what the activity, the conduct is that associates itself with particular addictions. When I'm around these friends, we always stand around and we smoke. We have a, and you'll find that we may have a certain kind of conversation every time when we smoke. Okay, well, I'm. we won't even get into the, the isolation of cutting yourself off from the friends, but maybe I'm going to commit myself to not having those type, type of conversations anymore. So let's just see how the shift in that vibration begins to turn things around. I love my bread and butter. When? When do you find yourself eating bread and butter or cookies or snack cakes or you know, again, whatever those particular addictions are, you start to change up that energy. Oh, I love my breakfast sandwiches. Okay, cool. Well, you keep having your breakfast sandwiches, but what you're going to do in the dawning, when you wake up, take a brisk walk, even if it's just around your neighborhood, even if it's just a a 10-minute, a 5 or 10-minute walk, and as soon as you get back, you're going to have yourself a big, giant, healthy shake in the dawning. You know, big, giant, health is going to stick your, poke your stomach right out. It's going to fill you, fill your stomach right up and then go drive and get your breakfast sandwiches. And then what you're going to find is that by day two or three, you're like, man, I don't even want the breakfast sandwich. You'll probably give it away or you just won't want it. I don't even have room for it, honestly, you know, um, and then when I'm working out in the morning, when I'm doing my walk, I find that when I eat the junk, I get dizzy or I feel like I want to vomit. I feel nauseous. Yeah. So, but when I do the shake, I I have the nutrients I need, you know. So I don't have that same craving because I'm 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 not just cutting things out, but I'm I'm filling up that space with good things. So there really isn't much room for the bad things, if you will. But like I said, a lot of it is associated to our identity, and I would say that's probably I think we're on number eight, which is a good number for this, you know. Build build destroy. Um, that number eight. It's really the identity that we're destroying. We're building a new identity. That's why, you know, the mathematics is is, is always on point. Numbers don't lie. Number eight is build or destroy. So we're destroying our identity to build a new identity. And that sometimes can be the most fearful place, I think, in all of this. What am I going to be next? (laughs) Who am I going to be next? You know, and we can no longer really deny The fact that the addictions that we have, um, which was number seven, I think, the food addictions, but those addictions are associated with some of the things that we do and the roles that we play and the places that we go. And they get to a point now as we begin to mature that those things just don't make sense anymore. You know, they they don't even make sense to us. You know, um, just certain activities, certain places we went. It's like I don't even know what I was thinking, why I was even Uh, doing it and I really can't even take it anymore. I can't even stomach it um, anymore. And a lot of times that realization um, comes from like a, a a rising of a new thought in us. And it's like, well, if I'm no longer that person or if I'm no longer that entity, then who the heck am I? Or what the heck am I? And no longer being, being able to identify yourself with your previous role, you know, it puts you into a place where you kind of feel like you're just, you're in limbo, you know, or you're like a, a, a kite that someone cut the string on and you're just kind of blowing in the wind, if, if you will. And it's kind of a suspense, but there's also, um, you can be terrified by the idea, depending on what kind of person you are. Now, for some, it's exciting. You know, it's like wow, anything is possible, and anything may happen next. And you know, there's a lot of excitement around that. But for most people, it's it's terrifying. So it's like, well, I better hurry up and and move into a place where I can figure out who I am, or define who. I mean, hurry up and define who I am. So then we start to start to, we start to make these statements that make no sense. Well, I'm 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 this, and I'm a child of this, and I'm that and that, and we're running. And racing towards identity because we're so terrified of the of the the drift, if you will, of the drift. You know, and we need answers. At least we believe we do. We we need answers immediately, and we need to to have a place that we belong. And people are asking us questions like, "Well, what do you do?" And "What religion are you now?" And "What are you eating now?" And and we can't completely. We, we don't even know ourselves completely so it was very difficult for us to answer those things and you know it creates that fear you know and we can only really at this point maybe say what we're not going to do anymore or say who we're not going to be anymore and we get to a place where it's like well that's just that's just not enough you know it's just not enough um I'm going on this journey but I don't even know who the heck is going on the journey because I've I've lost my old consciousness. I've lost my old ego, so therefore I've lost my my sense of of who I am. I've, I've lost my sense of identity. So then sometimes there's this sad. I've watched this a lot. This is sad, frantic movement towards trying to well, well, trying to get a new one. I'm trying to get a new identity. You know, uh, I'm change my name. I'm go here. I just find out. I'm sixteenth I'm 16th uh, Blackfoot Indian. So, you know, I'm going to get me a Blackfoot name, you know, and things like that. So um, when you truly begin to get beyond that phase, phase, and you're truly growing and you're elevating, you realize that there really isn't a new identity to take on. You know, um, the, that loss of the old identity and becoming more of what we are is just a part of that journey. And if you're truly growing, you're going to go through it. Some people, they try to get over it. (laughs) And as a result, uh, they never really get anywhere. But that losing that human identity or, or losing that earth identity in order to discover the truest parts of who and what you are is a meeting. You're meeting with your soul reflection. So it's like, you know, you have all these clothes on, you're going through all these different seasons, and you're walking to the center of the earth. And it gets hotter and hotter. And as it's going, you're taking off more and more layers until you finally, like, you're just walking in your sky-clad. You're just naked. You know, you maybe you've even shaved off all of your hair. Like, man, it's just hot. And you get to a place now where you come face-to-face with your soul's reflection. And the soul says, who are you? And you look all around you. You're like, man, my name tag is gone. My expensive shoes are gone. My jewelry is gone. All of these things that I once used to identify myself are no longer here. I've been traveling so long, I don't even remember my name. I don't even remember how old I am. I'm just here. (laughs) You know, that's, that's the point of the pivotal elevation. But you can't. You can't meet your soul clothed. You have to meet your soul naked. You know, so that's that's a I don't know. I think that was point eight. Yeah, that was that was the built and destroy point. You know, uh, destroying identity, building new identity. Right. Um, so you know, it becomes. I, and, and like I said, I think that becomes maybe the most scariest, the scariest point for everyone. It's like losing um, maybe that consciousness of who they are, uh, even more than... Because some people don't mind being lonely, you know. Um, some people can get through their regrets. And, you know, even they like I said, they may have those, man, I should have done this. I wish I would have done this. Um, they recognize, hey, you know what? I came into this when I was supposed to because maybe I didn't have the ability to see these things and own them like I, like I, like I can now. I can own my past. I can take the lesson, I can uh, bury the hatchets that need to be buried, you know, uh, proverbially and, and move on. And even, the, the, you know, with negativity and seeing all this destruction and harm around me and getting frustrated or getting sad because there's just so much around me that doesn't reflect the best of what humanity can be. People can even get through that, but the loss of identity is attached to so much. Like I said, the food addictions is attached to the food addictions, is attached to the relationships, it's attached to the job, it's attached to your clothes and all these different things that may begin to shift and change when you come into a more lofty awareness. All right? So I think we're, we're, we'll stop at eight. <laughs> uh, that's, a good, that's a good number, infinity. Um, the number of, uh, like I said, build and destroy, but also the number of materialism. Uh, we'll stop on eight. And these are the eight um, signs that you're going through the growing pains of evolution. All right. So again, Chief Yuya, I want to also remind you all again that we are reviewing in March uh, for the men's and women's ministries for Anu Life Global. If you wanna want to join, just click the when you go to AnuLifeglobal.org, click the um Anu Men or Anu Wom tabs up top, and but some of you have reached out and said that the join uh, button takes you to another sign up form. Yes, we're, we're not going to use that, that form anymore. So I'm going to have my assistant probably by the time you even hear this, it'll be it'll be down. I have my assistant take that um, that link down. That was the old link. That was the general link that we were using before before we became a little bit more um, discerning with who we allowed uh, to join. The ministry, so it's not a one-two. Put your put your name on. It's like it's not a mailing list. <laughs> if we put it that way, your your applications are reviewed. So as you fill them out, fill them out responsibly and fill them out truthfully. You know, um, because you know they are read. Every every word is read. So don't feel like people are just skimming through it or not are not listening to you or not paying attention to you. Uh, we have people who take out their time to actually make sure that. The people who are coming into this experience are people who are looking and to continue a peaceful walk, not looking just to extract the peace of others and to create more chaos so they can create opportunity for themselves within the chaos, but are looking to extend the peace that they already have within them or they're, or they're, they're developing within them and to share that with others. All right? So this has been uh, Chief Yuya. I want to thank you all for listening. And um, willfully, you learn something and you have your own experiences uh, that you can speak to. And always feel free to do that. Uh, We usually put up a YouTube snippet. And the reason we do that is because it's easier to have conversations like commenting and stuff on a YouTube channel. Um, It's kind of like a centralized place for discussion. It's easier. All right. So feel free to share your experience, especially you Anu people, those of you who have, and I'm talking about the ones who have actually taken on the tenants of Anu, not just those of you who've learned them and you know them, because knowing and doing, remember, are worlds apart. But those of you who are living these Anu tenets, um, I'm definitely interested in you sharing your stories with the public as well. You know, maybe some of the things that are, some of the the friendships and <laughs> and things that maybe you have lost or the irritability that you've begun to experience or just some of the, the loneliness and things like that. And willfully, through the fellowship of Anu, we've been able to offset some of that loneliness. That's what these men's ministries and these women's ministries are about, and the overall ministries is so that you, know, you have that fellowship and that communion um, as you're going through your, your ascension, really, As you're going through your ascension and at the same time you're supported and you're supporting, you're helping, you're reaching out and helping others as well. Not just receiving, but also giving, giving just as much as you're getting. All right. So, again, this is Chief Yuya, Anu Life Global Ministries. And uh, I will that all of you have a wonderful and uh, safe Sabbath. All right. Peace.